Welcome to this week's installment of the Williams and Bloom Sunday Night Podcast. We are recording extra late on Sunday, May 9th. I've been on solo dad duty all weekend. Bloom has been up north at the in-laws, and we are both celebrating a Cody Road. Damn it, it's much needed. With that, I want to thank our friends at MacDyne and the MacDyne Corporation for putting up with us, and not only that, but sponsoring our podcast here on the Psych One Fanatic Podcast. We're closing Network. in on a year of the sponsorship. Yeah, and they're and they're still here, man. I love it. Uh, we we love it too. We love them, Absolutely. and we thank them very much for uh, again not only uh, putting up with us for letting us promote their brand, MacDyne.com. I want you to check it out today. If you're miserable with your job and you have a particular set of skills, you should go to MacDyne.com and see what their uh, job listings are like. Think that you might be pleasantly surprised with all the different types of careers that you can find at MacDyne.com. A couple of Iowa State guys started this company. It's based out of Marshalltown. They love Iowa Staters, so give them a shot. And with that, uh, we already cracked open the Cody Road. Uh, There's no better way to start the podcast than a little English. All right. Um, what did I see on Twitter? You were you were out getting drunk at high school graduation parties. Apparently, that's what you do in Armstrong, Iowa. I had no idea. <laughs> so yeah, actually, that's a small town thing. My wife's like, "Hey, we you know they do that here." In Bondurant, or just in Des Moines. Yeah, like, I, in this Bondurant. Was new, I mean. I, candidly, I haven't been to a whole lot of high school graduation parties. However, I was unaware that this was, uh, in fact, a routine thing where you go to a high school graduation party and there's just beer everywhere. I had, yeah, no, I had no clue. That's definitely I, a thing. I, I thought it was going to be, you go, you know, you take, you say congrats to the graduate and you give them their gift. That's why you get invited, and you're on your way. Maybe have, you know, a uh, a shrimp cocktail. But no, this turned you into just, like a five-hour ordeal. Stay there and keep just got loaded. It was unbelievable, and they had literally just kind of a, a, a veritable smorgasbord of of your beers of your choice. And I was shocked that Miller Lite was so popular up near the Minnesota border. But maybe I shouldn't be. Bush Light was still, I think. Ended up being the the most consumed, so you're, you're yeah, the, still, you still got the small town Iowa flavor. However, the Miller Lite, but okay. So did this, you? So did you? I mean, did you get loaded at high school? Gra- the, the graduate did not. Did by I? The way. It was all adults that were that were consuming adult beverages. I mean, it really. Here's how there's, I would describe there's it: two hundred people at this thing, and it's not a, it's not a big town, and it wasn't. A kager, they had no, like cans. Yeah, cans and bottles. So this is my analysis on this. I think older people, I would say like 40 and older, and I, I'm not calling it, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I'm, I'm separating generations here. Yeah, yeah. Miller Lite was a big deal when they were younger. Okay. And I feel like older, the older you get, the more likely you are to be like, I'll take a Miller Lite, right? Okay. Like my dad doesn't drink much, but he likes Miller Lite, my 
father-in-law drinks Miller Lite. Like I, I, I do think that that's real. One I, of the standards so I, back. In I the think day. if it's like a college graduation party, everybody's drinking Bush Light. If it's okay, because it's a I younger think, yeah, crowd. Yeah, if you broke it down by age range, it was probably. But there was all age ranges there. It was an, an impressive turnout for a town of. 800 people in Armstrong, Iowa. Well, in like a quarter of the town was drinking at this thing. You know, back to where I'm from, like, it, it kind of feels like if you, if you're strategically, like, if you have your party in town, no alcohol. If you have your party out in the country, buckle up. Yeah, they, this was like a, they live on an acreage. Yeah, so they, like, they cleaned out their garage. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nailed it. Had, yep. had the heaters going. Yeah, the heaters going. You had lawn chairs. Oh, yeah. Tables. Yep. It was, Music, get it, it all. I thought, hey, man, I wish I could have gone like, with you this week. We're going for a half. We're we're literally driving two and a half hours for a half hour. She's like, no, no, no. We'll be there for at least three hours, and we were. Well, good it, for it was, you. Yeah, it was it was fun. I mean, it honestly, it felt like a wedding, except it was just a high school graduation. Congratulations I, to Hallie. I was just trying to. I was in straight survival mode with my daughters this weekend. Elise is Poppy Molers. Ooh, and man. they don't they don't teach you these. Elise things. hasn't slept in like a week because of these damn molars. Cameron, God bless her, is the sweetest little girl. She tries she to helps help. and like but she like and then we are remodeling like half of our house right now. And I'll, I'll tell you guys about that in the future. I'm working with our partners at Nebraska Furniture Mart on that. Um, but anyways, like the house is just a disaster. And which when you're going two on we, one yeah. with the kids, well, we don't have like a guest space. bathroom right now. It's been Got completely it. gutted right. and it's been like that for like two and a half weeks. And then it's just, my office is a total disaster because I'm remodeling it. And then like, here we, I, I, I've never wanted you to come over Glad to drink here. a Cody road and talk with me. Like this is like podcast therapy. We're working. We're working. Yes. You're damn right. Mol- Molars, man. Not great. They're the worst. I think she's got to be like done. I was going to say, she's probably and, on the older end. This kid, Bloom, I've never seen anything. Oh, you got boys. So Theo's a big kid too. So you've probably experienced this. I can't keep enough food in my daughter's mm-hmm. stomach. She'll, she'd eat 24 hours a day if possible. <laughs> it's insane. She eats more than her six-year-old sister. We used to call her baby Mangino. She's <laughs> still, still resembling the part. Man alive. All right. Um, kind of a quiet week on the old uh, Iowa State front for the most part, right? Yeah, I mean, if if you count Isaiah Brockington as quiet, but the, like compared comparatively to like what we had been experiencing, fairly quiet. Yeah, I guess that was this week, wasn't it? It was Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But the good news again, I think he's going to help. He's he's really to me, he's he's a he's a Bolton replacement in a lot of areas, plus probably some additional defense. I think pure numbers wise, and congrats to Rashier by the way. Yeah, I he's think he's going to be great for him. But you know what? Where, where Bolton got you was he got you some points, uh, got you the free throw line a little bit, and then handled it some. Where I think Brockington, if I had to. If I had to throw a wager on it, I think he'd probably be the best candidate to lead Iowa State in scoring next year. I do think they're going to have three or four guys in that 12 to 14 point range. So they're, they're going to be pretty close. But 
if you look at his statistical profile, again, not a great three-point shooter, but able, really athletic kid. It's going to be able to get baskets at the rim. And what I'm so excited about, Chris, is free throws. Did you know, fun fact, Iowa State was dead last in Power 5 basketball last year in free throws attempted per game. I didn't know they were dead last, but I knew they were atrocious. 11 and a half. So actually tied with Virginia. Just Kalsher and Brockington is a huge addition. Exactly. And and Henson. So I I was looking it up today. And Brockington averaged 3.3 free throw attempts per game. Uh, Henson... Two years ago at Ole Miss was like 2.3. Kalsher was 2.4. And I think Tyrese Hunter has the potential to shoot a lot of free throws. But, you know, if you look at the most efficient shot in basketball is the layup or the dunk. The second most efficient shot is the free throw. And Brockington shot 85%. He's really going to help. Now, the, the numbers don't blow you away from three or from the field. However, if he can get to the free throw line... so. The average team attempts 17 free throws per game. Iowa State was at 11. If you shoot it at 75%, that's five points right there. Mm-hmm. And just think about how five points would have made a difference for th- with all the close games. I mean, it's a very simple thing. It's get to the free throw line more. But Iowa State was not put together last year to do that. In fact, the only guy that averaged more than two free throw attempts per game, so literally one time being fouled, was Bolton. That's it. I mean, mm-hmm. Young was right at two. Uh, Coleman Lands was under two. Like they just did not attack the basket. They weren't getting to the free throw line, and that is an easy way to be the slump buster. It's the free throw, and I think this team's not going to be great offensively this coming year. However, if you can be grind out a couple possessions at the free throw line, that really helps at the end of it. So the the one interesting thing is Iowa State was tied with Virginia for dead last in the Power Five. The team right above them in, in all of college basketball, UNLV. So, now, I, I don't think this is necessarily just coaching. you got to have the personnel to want to get to the free throw line. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an attitude thing. And TJ was clearly didn't have the, the pieces either. Um, and you even look at Prohm three years ago when he had Wigginton and Horton Tucker. They were in the top 75 nationally. So, a lot of it's just who you have. That's my point. Is I think this group will have some guys that when the offense is struggling – We'll be able to get to the line and manufacture some offense. Still don't feel like it'll be a group that will be scoring in the 80s much. I, I don't think so either. Yeah. Um, you know, they're really – I'll be curious. I mean, you, you still have Hunter, who is going to be – I mean, he proved again this weekend that he's the real deal. He's yeah. going to take his lumps, though. And I don't think he's a natural going to get you 18 right off the bat and knock down a bunch of threes. If Kalsher can shoot it better, if Brockington can shoot it better – you get something from Jazz. I, mean, I, think you, I think you can piece it together. I still think you can be a very effective offense. It's not going to be the Niang era Iowa State, though. They just don't, don't have that skill level yet. I think in time, they could get there, but probably not with this the way this group is manufactured. That's why I think it was great to get Brockington. Not the prettiest offensive player, but uber-athletic, and is going to get some free throws, which will help you out. Just to, again, at the end of the day, you got to score more points, and a free throw is a really good way to do that. Yeah, well said. Um, This roster, now that we know what the 13 is going to be for sure, everything we've done up until now is speculation. You get Brockington in, is that final piece. Brent, this is kind of where I've had it the last few days in my mind. Let me bounce it off of you. Best case scenario, you're a bubble-type team competing for a spot in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I think so. Okay. 
Yeah, the, the talent, we haven't seen all these guys together yet. I think talent is much better. I think the talent profile is that of a potential bubble team. The problem, again, is you've got Kansas is probably a top three team. Baylor's probably top ten. Texas is training to be in a top ten team. So West Virginia is going to be very good. So, again, it's like, where are those wins coming from? You know, if Iowa State's in a different conference, the odds may be different here. Um, But, you know, like we've talked about before, they're probably close. Profile is similar to Tech and Oklahoma right now. Mm -hmm. K-State as well. TCU. And so, as these teams jockey, I mean, Oklahoma State lost Cunningham, still going to be a capable club. But as these teams jockey forward, can you get into that 5-6 spot? Or six seven, and if you're there, if you're traditionally since the Big Twelve went to ten teams, if you're six or seven, you are on the bubble, which means you have a chance. Um, I don't know though. I mean, I think this year there could be a lot more parity at the bottom. I could see a bunch of teams in that that five and thirteen, six and twelve category rather than where teams just feasted on Iowa State and K State last year, mm-hmm. and that's why you got seven teams in is because they were able to just obliterate those two teams at the bottom. So I don't know. I think. Um, I think you're a best case. You are a bubble team. I think the, the players are capable. How good is Hunter? This is what it comes down to. I, th- I think well, we know a lot about everybody else. How good is Hunter? What's Foster's ceiling next year? He still isn't completely uh, 100% basketball activities yet. Can he climb fast enough to be an impact guy next year? And as those two go, I think the rest of the guys fit an NCAA tournament caliber team as de facto, you know, your role players, but can your stars, your young stars get there this year? And that's the, that's to be determined. Yeah. I, um, I kind of feel like Brent, that the one thing I love about this team the most is is not, I mean, all I know is this, I, I felt like the last couple of years, Let's say the team two years ago, more so than last year. Last year was such a mess. Yeah, like there's, it's there's like, no. That team was, um, you know, Tyrese goes out, which is yep. a really big deal. Yep. They go three and thirteen. Would they have been three and thirteen had he not gone? Probably not. I mean, that that is a team that beat Seton Hall. Like they, yeah, ranked Seton Hall. Team. Yeah, like and, they and wire to wire with Michigan. You called that game. Yes. Um, best case scenario, they're probably six wins in the Big Twelve if Tyrese plays. Yeah. You know, that, that team was a fluke shot away from winning at TCU. Like, there was, yeah. you know, a lot. But the, the problem is, and, and I had talked to Steve about this, and, th- and this is what Steve just, it, it drove him crazy because of the situation they were in. But year after year, they just, they didn't have enough um, returners. Right. Like, to set the tone. When, like, I use this example all the time, but I, I swear to God, when I write my book about Iowa State, I'm, there's probably going to be a Melvin Edgem chapter. Sure. Because of the importance that Melvin Edgem had being that rock there from year to year when all the transfers came in. And they really just didn't have like, – And do they have that now? No. But what they have are guys who have played at this level well, mm-hmm. you know, and they are – grown men. I had a couple people with, with that picture of Brockington came out there. Like, Oh my God. Like, yeah, like this is like, you don't have to worry about the weight room stuff. No. You don't have like, they know how to work. And, and, and like, to me, I think that will go a long way for being like, okay, what, what should the expectation be? I mean, I, I think if they can get in after going, Oh, 19, if they can get to the NIT, that would be a 
big win. Yeah. Don't would you agree with that with yeah. this roster now? Sure. Like yeah. I mean that to me is very realistic. Yeah, to go from where they were to any postseason would be great. You, you make an interesting point. So, you know, a guy like uh, Prentice Nixon or a Zaran Talley in years past, they're going from, you know, a mid-major conference up to Power 5 where, you know, what TJ's brought in now, Brockington from Penn State, Kalsher from Minnesota, Jazz is from Washington State. All three guys have proven it at a high major level. And then, you know, Jones is going to be what he is. Big guy that runs the floor, rebounds, and dunks. Like, you're not going to ask him to do a whole lot, a lot of post moves for him. Mm -hmm. And you just find ways to kind of fill these guys. And then we know uh, Enaruna, talent-wise, he's he's done it in the Big 12 at times. Now, can he do that over a long, sustained? That's going to be the, the question for him. But I think you've got these capable bodies, and that's huge. I mean, you're not rolling out Six two, six four on the wing anymore. No, you can you can get Brockington at six five, and Arun is six eight, Jazz is six eight. You can go big if you want, which it's one thing. Off, so I think the first thing is oh, offensively that's great because then we can rebound a little bit. But where length helps you is on the other end, and you can become a lot better defensively. Wingspan means deflections, yeah, which means steals and rebounds. Like that, that's going to be huge. And it's not like Iowa State's going to go to a zone like Syracuse or anything like that. But it's amazing if the how much height and length impacts defense more than offense. And Iowa State's actually for the first time, well, since Talon was on the roster, is going to have a couple of those guys that stand out with their length and versatility. I want to talk about Tyrese Hunter. And his big weekend at the Allen Iverson, what is it, camp? Showcase? Classic. Classic, whatever. Uh, But first, I want to tell you about our friends at the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. Go to iowaclinic.com. And um, I I just think this is fantastic. You can go in the bottom, little bottom right. So I told you that the daughter has just been a bear. Not a bad kid. She just, but you know, like sometimes it's like, oh, she's teething. Oh, but her temp seems too high. Yep. Um, yeah, that's that game you play? Yeah. like Is it is teething? It, is this, or is she sick? Or is she sick? And yeah, she just started a at a new game. daycare, so we're like, oh, yep. we're all paranoid about that. Yeah. Um, it's a fun game. But, like, you can go to iowaclinic.com. This is, this, for, the, for those of you outside of the metro, this won't do you a ton of good. But it really is one of my favorite parts about what they offer now. On the bottom right, I, I hate calling and just asking around. Like, you can find out how many patients are waiting at their urgent care locations in West Des Moines and Ankeny. And then you can reserve your spot. Bada boom. Okay, I don't need to be there in three, 30 minutes. I'm there. It's fantastic. Like the, Great with kids. And then the telemedicine stuff. Yeah. The, I, I mean, I've been meeting with Dr. Nicholson on there. I can pay my bill online, make an appointment online. It's, it's, it's fantastic. They're with it. Check them out. IowaClinic.com. Who else is with it? Jeff Wood, main man. Check him out at gravitatecoworking.com. Are you going back to the office? I do feel like that there's... Momentum. Like, yeah, like some of those like government type and like, you know what I mean? Like those type of jobs are either... They're going to be making a decision here where you can go back or whatever real soon. Maybe you're in a position where they're not going to bring you back and you don't like that. Why do you think I'm redoing my office right yep. now? Because yep. I'm going crazy. 
I'm uh, I'm gonna absolutely be giving Gravitate Coworking a call because I gotta I gotta get out of here at some point. GravitateCoworking.com. Go to their memberships. Uh, you can look at all the different meeting spaces that they have, all of their different locations uh, over in Cedar Falls now, Jefferson, and a couple locations in Des Moines. I wish I could buy stock in this company with the, with all the people moving to Des Moines, all the jobs. This is a fantastic idea. Go to GravitateCoworking.com today. Tyrese Hunter goes to the Allen Iverson Showcase, um, has a sick dunk in the slam dunk contest that made me, yeah. it got me, blew my, blew my, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh-oh. The dunk that Hunter laid down got me all hot and bothered. Emoji level or? Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you see it? I did. It was very athletic. I don't know. If I was more hot and bothered by Tyrese Hunter's dunk or Niang dropping 24 How about that? Career high on Saturday career night high. for the Jazz against the Rockets. George is going to make himself some money. George is really coming on strong here at the end of the year. Let's start with Hunter. That, um, so the Iverson Classic. He, he wins the MVP, and like he beat out like some big-time guys. So there was, uh, there was co-MVPs. He won for his team, and then Chet Holmgren, who's like the – all gonna be the number one pick next year. Won it for his his club. Holmgren's going to Gonzaga, and he'll be really good. Interesting kid, kind of awkward looking. Um, but for Hunter to do that on that stage, that the Iverson Classic is is the highest profile of these high school showcases this off season. McDonald's All American Game got canceled, but so for him to perform, he's not performing against other two and three stars at some Wisconsin All State event here. This is the best of the best. And for him to show out, and he did it consistently. It wasn't just in the game. It was all week long and the three days of practice. Great, great signs because it means he was going up against high-level competition and more than belonged. And the competition in the Big 12 will be similar. I'm even more optimistic about him than I was four days ago because you never know. I mean, he didn't play. When mm-hmm. you're in – his high school was – you're in Wisconsin. You don't really know. COVID was weird. He did not have a summer last year. This proves, though, he should probably be ranked higher, which is great for Iowa State. I mean, he's he's yeah. probably a top 25 kid, honestly. Yeah, I agree. This is this is probably wrong because it's it's not perfect. Like so, like Niang would have been a guy who I would have thought would have underperformed based off of his social media use. I, I, I'm serious though. Like I've, I've been doing this long enough. Yep. Hunter's not cocky. No. Like he, he's really not. I love this. Niang wasn't cocky, but he loved to stir the pot. He, he still does. <laughs> George is the best. But wait, Hunter, guys, I've never seen him play in person. So I like, don't take this hit his mindset. And like, he reminds me of Monte in that sense. Yeah. Monte just always kind of had his head down. Like yeah, I know he, I'm better than you, but I don't have to. I don't have to talk about it. Yeah, it was yeah. very much a workmanlike type deal with him. That's the vibe I'm getting from Hunter, and some of the stuff that I've heard about his re-recruitment. About man, this wasn't a young man that was just out there trying to go on every visit and yeah, get every get offer and tweet there. about it. And like that's that's not the type of guy Iowa State is getting. Which I love that aspect of things. Again, this is something that I probably would have never, as an analyst, picked up on eight years ago, but I, I see it now all the time. And 
I know the people around him are really rock solid. Yep. And now that he's performing in these things, I'm with you. I'm, I was always high on him. Um, yeah, he's going to be I'm, a starter regardless. I like Rockington coming in, too. I yeah, feel like that takes some help. pressure off, don't It'll you? Help. Absolutely. And even Caleb Grill. Yeah. You got a back, just a backstop. Um, Correct. Caleb's not a natural point guard, but he could fill in if he needs to. But this allows, Rockington now allows Hunter to kind of come in and he's still going to be your starting point guard, but he doesn't have to handle it all the time and have the weight on his shoulders. But this proves he can handle it. Like, if you look at, you know, the the track record of, of players performing this well on that circuit, the Iverson Classic's newer, but you've had McDonald's game, you've had, you know, Under Armour's had something. I mean, these things have been around, and he's literally, it's it's the top 50 kids going against each other. Mm-hmm. You perform well on that, it translates really easily to Power 5 basketball. I think he's going to be fine. The dunk proves athletically, which we knew all along, the guy is an elite athlete. Mm-hmm. Question for Tyrese is going to be his jump shot, but that's fine. You can work on that. Uh, but all all accounts are he's a rock solid defender, wants to guard, and you do that, take care of the ball. I mean, this guy he's got the potential. Okay, there's been some great point guards at Iowa State. He's got the potential athletically to be as good as any of those guys. Now, does he have the IQ? Monte and 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 Halliburton were off the charts. IQ wise, like they just, they were just savants and they still are. That's why they're dominated mm-hmm. in the NBA. So I think that's the question, Tyrese. Can he lead? Can he make a jump shot and then take care of the ball? And if he do those things and you'll be a more than capable player, I think he is still. You know, you look at Iowa State's future, uh, Tyrese Hunter is going to be 1A of why Iowa State's successful. I think he's great. I mean, he's, he's literally the best recruit Iowa State's had in a long, long time. And, Give some props to Steve Prum on that too. Yeah, I you mean, know? great scouting to get him. Yeah, and, and honestly, if he has that circuit last year, maybe he doesn't end up at Iowa State. Yeah, you know, he's he's probably a top, like I said, top twenty kid, and then you've got all the vultures circling. But he stuck with it. But that's the type of character guy. I think it's, it says something about Prom. It also says something about Hunter. Yeah, that he would commit to Prom. And then recommit to Iowa State when he could have gone pretty much anywhere. Can I give you like some real inside stuff here? Yeah, well, that's why we listen to podcasts. <laughs> um, you're never going to believe it. Like it's just, it's not even. It's one of my favorite. I'm going to write a story about this at some point. Okay. Do you remember Antoine Oliver? Man, the recruit Knicks remember I, absolutely. Okay. Milwaukee kid. Correct. Well, he was like 2009. He came to Iowa State? No. He was McDermott. Was he McDermott? Yeah. I thought he, he was, was Fred's first class. No. Oh. Are, you, are you thinking of K.J. Bluford? No. Oh, no, I'm thinking about Demarcus Phillips. The kid from Marshalltown via Milwaukee. Hold on. I want to find out when Antoine. I swear, yeah. Antoine Oliver. Oh, um, wait. You know what? You're right. I'm sorry. You're right. How dare I. Thank you. How dare I question you. Thank you. He redshirted uh, 0910 and then he um, left. Yep. Never played for Iowa State. So now I'm interested. Though. I haven't heard Antoine Oliver's name no, in this literally is, 11 this years. This is a great story. So, and this is kind of how it works. And this is why you, if you're a coach, you don't screw people because yep. you get a yep. reputation yep. very quickly. Yep. And turns out Tyrese's brother, big brother, okay. who's 
basically like his guardian. Um, was Hunter, but, Tyrese Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I Sorry, yeah. I had Halliburton in my mind. Yeah, yeah. There's too many Tyrese's going um, around. His buddies with Antoine Oliver. Wow. And when TJ got the job and started recruiting Tyrese Hunter, he, um, Tyrese's brother calls Antoine Oliver. Says you played, you were and, recruited by And TJ. says, how did, he goes, I don't care how he recruited you. How did he treat you on the way out? And Antoine Oliver, of all people, vouched for TJ. Wow. And that was That's... a big reason why. Seriously, like how never, crazy never is that? Never burn a bridge. Yeah. And that, that's a good lesson for everybody. Yep. I mean, it would have been really easy in 2009. Oh, this guy's not going to help us. Just kick his ass out of here. Yeah. I don't know what happened to him, but I know that TJ helped him land on his feet and, and do whatever. Just always treat people well. You never yeah. know. So I thought that was a great That's cool. story. But that is a big reason why he, not why Iowa State kept him, but why Iowa State was in the position to be able to keep him. Yep. Because if Antoine Oliver says, no, he's a dirtbag. Maybe I'll look elsewhere. Yeah. Huh. That's awesome. That's great. I, I mean, do you know what I'm excited about, C-Dub? You're, you're great. You, maybe you get on the bubble. But this team's going to be very watchable. I mean, just think about the growth of watching a potential high-level point guard plus Foster plus all these other guys come together. I mean, there's a lot of movie parts, a lot of new... I mean, there's so many new faces. It's going to take a bit, but they're going to be fun to watch. And then as this thing continues to build, I think you and Jared talked about in your podcast, it was, it was spot on. It's like, that's what we kept waiting for last year was give me something to be excited about. And there never was. Where I think now, right off the top, I mean, Hunter is reason one to be excited about next year's team. And then you see the trajectory from there. And, you know, I think year two of TJ, you should be in that NCAA tournament conversation. That's what you're building towards. And all things point, if Hunter continues on this trajectory and you're getting the MVP of the Iverson Classic, that means you start getting on, I hate to say it, knock on wood, but it's good for him. You start getting on NBA draft radars. He's not a big kid. He's only 6'1", so the, the NBA would like him to be a little bit taller. He needs to really show he can shoot. Yeah, so he's got yeah. to show he can shoot. But if you're... If you're in that conversation, if you're co-MVPs with Chet Holmgren, it means you have the the high-end athletic ability to compete at that level. And so I think now the question for Tyrese is probably, okay, you know, what do I look like? Am I a one-and-done guy? I don't know, but two years, three years, and, and we'll see. So I think the way college basketball is changing, the way NBA is changed, they want guys younger and younger. And so I think you take you you try and enjoy Tyrese Hunter as long as you can have him. Uh, yeah, no doubt about that. But the good news is, I don't though, want to think about that. No, I know, but you still have, <laughs> but you still have Lipsy and 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 Keen no on doubt. the back end. Like this is what a basketball program is. You cannot survive hoping a guy is going to stay three years anymore. You just can't. Like college basketball, and this is why we always say Fran is ancient. I mean, he thinks, and it's worked for him. Okay, give him credit. This last group for them stayed around. No a doubt, while. It worked really well. But it's just you cannot survive thinking you're going to get guys staying three or four years. It just won't happen no. because of either NBA, transfer, who knows what. I think this name, image, and likeness thing is going to throw an entire curveball. I mean, yeah, it, it sounds like the NCAA wants an answer from Congress by July 1. Which I, I mean, is Congress going to do that? I don't know. And then if, if like, so Georgia just passed something. Florida passed something. Well, we're going to get left behind if well, we don't and move. What, and then what happened? I mean, I, I'm really baffled by how this impacts. Like, can they just start 
start paying name, yeah. and likeness to their student athletes down there from because they're in a different state. Uh, Jordan Bohannon told me that. That's just. That's, I mean, from what he learned, I I've been talking to Jordan about it because I've just been trying to learn. Like, because he's been in rooms with Mark Emmert. I mean, yeah. okay. I don't think Emmert's out there like saying that, but like if Georgia starts, you know, if their quarterback gets an endorsement with a Chevy dealer, I think he can do it. Can he do, and you know they're not going to penalize No, him. I don't think they're going to. It's interesting. I mean, and the Iowa State legislature is out of session now, I believe. I mean, they're, so they're not going to pass this by the fall. So I, don't I, know what the, I don't know what it means. When I talked to Jack about this on my radio show, Jack's deal... With, yeah. yeah, his thing, and I, I don't necessarily, I do agree with, like, his premise. His premise is if this thing goes national, like, we can run it through. Right. Like, his deal was, we don't want to be. this is a lot like sports gambling. Yep. Like, we, we want to, like, just see how it all plays out, and then we'll run it. I get that. Yep. But I also do think that it puts our institutions at a little bit of a disadvantage right now. I don't think it's that big of a deal. If this goes on for a year, then it will be. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. If this starts legalizing over the summer and some of these players start to benefit, what happens? I mean, you, I think you're at a disadvantage somewhat. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's this. the interesting thing, Chris, is this has gone across party lines. The, the, the Georgia oh, yeah. governor that signed this bill, which is was is a Republican, California's Newsom is a Democrat. He's one of the first to get it going. Like yeah, this, is, this is totally not a partisan type thing. But it's the power of the SEC. Yeah. So Georgia does this, and then Mississippi, Florida, Texas are like, well, we've got to get on it too. Mm-hmm. Like It's amazing how much this can move the needle – for legislation, just because these these schools don't want to be left behind because of college athletics, it's you know you think about all the legislation in the world, and yet this is what can motivate some people because hey, we're Texas, we can't let Georgia start stealing our recruits here. So you actually Texas came out this week with a video saying how they're going to increase branding for all their. I saw student. that. I mean, it's just, it was very well done. Yeah, it was well done. But these are the like these schools are going to have to hire branding consultants and. I don't know, man. This is way... I never thought in my life that this would impact college sports, but it's coming fast and furious as soon as two months from now. I mean, dude, so I got the uh, Canelo fight yeah. on, on Saturday night, and I was thinking about this watching like a real boxing bout. Oh, nothing like a real big-time environment for a boxing match. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, but And I, I was thinking, man, it's been so long because like, the only boxing bouts that get heat anymore like these stupid exhibition types like influencer ones right mcgregor but it it got me it got my mind rolling into this um name image and likeness thing though it's like there's real value out there now is it on a local level i can tell you as a guy who seeks out local sponsorships there's not. not that type of money but my point being there's a lot of ad agencies and stuff out there who are really hitting influencer type things hard. Yep. Now, yeah. I, w- I would also say as a guy who's had opportunities, you can't say yes to everything because then you are. You devalue yourself. Correct. Yeah. But like, okay, let's say like Brock Purdy this year, Brock Purdy would have opportunities to make a decent amount of money, I believe, or Brees Hall. Yeah. And you know what, what's, what struck me. Brock it- Purdy, especially being the quarterback being the five-year guy, right? Like that, 
That's why. Yeah, I just don't think some of these companies have expendable income to be giving him $20,000, but maybe they do. Maybe for him. I don't know about 20000 yeah. but, I mean, even if it's up. five. What and the, the, the Title IX podcast has done a great job about discussing this. The value for a lot of these college athletes is not necessarily in, oh, a car dealership's just going to pay you to, you know, show up and shoot a commercial. It's in... You know, the Instagrams, the TikTok, and it's just branding that way. I mean, in, I mean, there are some TikTok, some student athletes on TikTok that have millions of viewers every video they put out there. Yeah. And that's where they're, that's where they can capitalize. Correct. Quickly. It's not on, Twitter. oh, hy V or Fairway is going to, yeah. you know, pay Brees Hall to, to sling some ribs. It's, it's on the social media where they've already got that built in audience. That they can capitalize on, and I—I I mean, you've—have you done some ads on Twitter? I never have. No, I like, haven't. You, I mean, you, I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, I we—we've we, we, done some local stuff bit. on the Psycho and Fanatic deal. Sure. I, I guess the only one I've ever done—I've only done direct ones. Okay. Casey's paid me one time to promote their new website when they rolled it out. Okay. But like that was a direct. Like they gave me a personal check, and yeah. like it wasn't some agency that, in los angeles that right like yeah. that so that's, to me that's different yeah i agree so that's why i mean so there's the booster side which scares me a little bit okay yeah but i think the majority of student athletes at least right away they're looking at okay can i sell a monster energy drink on my instagram no you know? probably not i mean uh, now I, what what could happen though is I've thought about this is if there's entities that are doing this for universities. Right. It could be like a network type deal. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah. I get you. Like where the, <laughs> this is crazy, but like the agency says they call up Iowa state and they say, okay, I need your um, five most followed student athletes on yep. Instagram and yep. they're going to get 500 bucks a piece yep. and they need to put this ad up. It. That's right. That's right. I think it's going to go. I mean, you're probably talking a couple hundred dollars here and there, which is better than nothing. I, I don't know if it's at least you're giving them the opportunity. Yeah, and you get the. It's not transformational money, but what scares me about boosters, though, if they get a wild hair and they're like, "Hey, I'm giving twenty thousand to rep my business mm-hmm. to the top, the first ten guys that sign this year," you can't stop them. Now, there's going to be language within this legislation of you can't tie it directly to something or other, but I don't know how you can even begin to figure all that out of what what's just a booster, what is real value, you know, is it legitimate or not? I don't know. And then Georgia had an interesting thing where whatever the, the, the student athletes make, like the top 25% have to distribute 75% of their earnings to the other student athletes. So if you're paying the quarterback of Georgia, he has to distribute 75% of what he makes to other student athletes. Why? I don't know. I don't know if I like that. It's, it's, it's to try and it's like a Bernie equal Sanders the, equal the pot, which is funny <laughs> coming from Georgia. I mean, I get I get the point because you're, are you is that a Title IX thing where they're trying to know. be like, well, the I don't know. It was it's interesting. So I don't. If, if you have different set of playing rules everywhere, this is where these institutions are coming from. It's like, this is not fair because we do not have a fair fight. Everybody's different. 
And that's why I think they're pushing for Congress to set something up nationwide. But yet, Congress isn't going to act on this. That's why the NCAA has to do something. It has to be uniform. But the NCAA wants to wait because they don't want to be the bad guy. Because if any any type of thing they've come up, put out there already has been frowned upon. So it's like everybody's just waiting on somebody else to make the first move. It's, it's a disaster. It's, I, it's funny. I, I, this is one of those deals where I'm just glad I don't have to make the decisions. And like, I'm just going to sit back and... This is why Roy Williams is no longer coaching in North Carolina. Probably lawn. Yeah. To it. Hartford, University of Hartford made the NCAA tournament this year. Yeah. They announced this week they're dropping down to Division Three. Really? Yep. Didn't want to deal with it anymore. Really? Yep. Non-scholarship. Just. I didn't know that. Completely going the central route. Simpson. That's now, crazy. it upset a lot of their people, including their current student-athletes. But their point is, we cannot forecast what the cost of... Uh, and that's not an institution that is really relying on athletics Correct. at all. exactly. They don't need that to... In fact, they're probably better off if, if they can recruit to the school based on the sport like Central and Simpson do. Yeah. Rather than pay for the scholarship for... Yeah. The wow. Kids. So I you again, I don't I think that's a one off, but it's Well that that's very the, rare. Yes, like but these are and, and I mean Baylor's not gonna do no, that. No, none like, of the power five are even no. gonna touch that. But you start thinking about some of those lower conferences, it's gonna the, the cost to compete is 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 elevating. Perhaps for some of these schools who are more who are more academically minded, they just say, you know what, it's not worth it to compete at D one when we have to have these extra costs. Let's drop down to D2, D3, where these scholarships are, are their non-scholarship, and we just worry about recruiting to the institution. I think it'll. I think this is Hartford will not will not be alone. All right. Um, last thing I had from this week is just the Niang thing. Like he's really coming into his own. He's got. He's getting some opportunities, yep. getting some starts, and that's not what's important. What's important is he's making himself. Very valuable to a team that's going to look to make a run in the Western Conference playoffs. Really happy for him. I mean, he's found his three-point shot. He goes six of eight from three on Saturday. That ties a career high of 24 points. Uh, What? What? You're the NBA guy. What's your analysis? I mean, is this a deal where is this a fluke or is this no? He's, he's totally reinvented himself, which is so cool. Because, you know, at Iowa State, he was an okay three-point shooter. But it, most of his damage was done, you know, around the basket. Where now, C-Dub, 75% of his shot attempts are from three. Like, it's all threes all the time. Mm-hmm. And he's shooting at 43% as of today. He's in the top 18 in all of the NBA in three-point percentage, which is crazy. So other people in his neighborhood... Um, Steph Curry is four two nine. Niang's four two six. Also up there, Kevin Durant, uh, Joe Harris, who's the best shooter in basketball right now. Michael Porter Jr. Like you're talking elite, elite shooters. Mm-hmm. And there's Niang at seventeenth in all of the NBA out of five hundred guys in three point percentage, and he's doing it in crunch time minutes. Like this isn't just oh he's coming in. And filling in a couple threes when they're up 20. Mm-hmm. He's playing in the first quarter. He's part of the rotation. He started now eight games this year. I think he started six of the last eight for them. They've had some injuries, mm-hmm. but 
when they get to the playoffs, he is their seventh or eighth guy. He's going to be in there in big-time minutes. And the good news for George is he's an unrestricted free agent this offseason, which means somebody's going to give him a very nice chunk of change, and he'll be set for life. So he has really grinded. He has not been a glamorous position. Has not signed big-time deals in his first six years in the league. But after this next contract, he's looking at like a you know, three to four year deal at six, seven million a year, potentially. Mm-hmm. Think about that. That's, that's, that's life generational changing money mm-hmm. that he'll be able to get. He won't get paid as much as Talon will just because he's older. Yeah. But Talon's hurt right now. I saw he, he's dinged up a little bit, but yeah. I just, it's great. I mean, talk about a guy who just always bet on himself. He said, I'm not going to be denied. There's many times where he could have gone to Europe, gotten paid well and given up on the NBA he took the hard path, which is the G League, yeah. grinded out, summer league. He got cut numerous times, and he kept fighting. And I think, you know, we love George just because he would have did at Iowa State. He's really a story of just perseverance yeah. and resiliency for any business. He could have just gone up and just gone and done something else, would have been successful. But he knew the NBA was his dream, and he kept at it. And now it's succeeding. And it's, a, it's as cool of story in the NBA, you know, if you follow it, that, that this guy of all people is having success. Um, last thing, the, the TJ went out there. That was cool. Yeah. And Did you, you see that? that? I mean, yeah. talk TJ about and Micah went out great there. marketing. <laughs> yeah. It turned out to be, but you know, and they, it's and, funny. And Hogue was out there. Yeah. Why I was Dustin Hogue there. I, I need answers. I don't know. I, I didn't and know. He that, didn't have a toothpick. I did. I did know TJ was going out there. Um, and I, and I knew that obviously Matt and George would be there and that Monte was going to be there, yep. even though he wasn't playing, but I had no idea about the Dustin Hope thing. Great. But I was, I'm looking at the picture. I'm like, so that's Dustin. A Hope. little clarification too. Like that wasn't like a photo op. So those guys have been close with TJ for the last 10 years. So, well, he, I mean, he recruited I, Matt and George. Well, correct. But even so coach Monte shoot Naz's brother. Went out to Vegas yep, to play for TJ. Eli. And Naz would often like stay at their house and yep. stuff like that to, to go out and watch games. I mean, I. Yeah, it's not a gimmick. No, I just wanted to clarify yeah, that no, for people. I, sure. Like, it wasn't like, hey, we're going to go out here and get this great photo well, op. Like, and if you're those guys, if. And they you, all you love Iowa ma- State. You wouldn't still. make the time if you didn't mean something to Correct. you. Correct. It was cool. No, I. It's awesome now that these guys are not only in the league, but like Matt's contributing now, and they're like it's it's a really good time. I'm I'm really looking forward to the playoffs. Same. And watching this. Yeah, I mean, I think the the end of the regular season gets a little long, but I'm ready for the playoffs, and there'll be cyclones all over the place. That's good. Uh, I'm out. You, you need anything else? You got anything else no, today, Bloom? Happy Mother's Day on this Sunday. Oh yeah, man, I even forgot about that. To everybody out there. It has been such a long weekend. <laughs> I'm going to have another Cody Road after act, you leave. Happy acting mother and Father's Day to everybody. <laughs> no matter your situation. All right. Um, good stuff right here. Uh, I'm not sure what we have coming up on the site this week, but I'm sure it'll be good. It better be. That's why we're paying everybody the big Pe- bucks. People forget it's still a top 10 cycling football team. <laughs> that won't be forgotten very long. I booked my tickets for uh, Big 12 Football Media Days this week. When is it? When? Are those it's it's a July? Wednesday Thursday this year. Oh, okay, it's usually a Monday it? Tuesday in person. This, that's the plan, unless you know the Rona comes screaming back at us. 
I will tell you, it was very nice. I went out to lunch today, and it felt pretty normal. Mm-hmm. I was on a patio. Feels like it, yeah. With very few masks. I mean, I think that's the neat part here is we're getting closer where people have had the opportunity if they want. Well, it's hard because, like, the CDC says if you've been vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask outside. Yeah. But then people will still look at you weird. Yeah, it was. It was. There were not many to be seen in uh, southern Minnesota. <laughs> Shocking. I was. Which, it, was it was. It felt kind of normal. It's like yeah, back no, in the summer two years that's, ago. That's yeah, great. it was good. All right, uh, he's Brent Bloom. My name is Chris Williams. Thanks so much for listening this week, everybody. We'll be back next Sunday night. Later.